Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Athletic School podcast. Uh, for one more episode today, we have a, a guest speaker, John Diggs, uh, who is a former NFL player. And nowadays, he's a certified love life coach and mind mapping mentor. John, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Igor, the pleasure is all mine, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I love to to have someone to talk about mind. Uh, I think I think our mind can do so much for us and we are not even close to to get everything we can. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure mind mapping, it's one of those uh, strategies that, that can help us a lot. Um, so I would love to just jump right to, to that. You know, uh, what what is mind mapping? How can athletes and, and people in general benefit from that? Yeah, well, in, in short, mind mapping is a visual information management tool. Meaning anything a person needs to think about, whether it's uh, making a decision, uh, problem solving, dealing with issues in their past, dealing with uh, goals in their future, anything you have to think about, mind mapping will allow you to visually put that information in a structured way in a, on a piece of paper right? so you can actually see all of the key components of whatever you're trying to consider or thinking about. Uh, and a lot of people are have are benefiting from it. You know, a lot of my students and athletes that I work with, student athletes, I'm getting them to visualize and map out like their perfect play, their perfect game, their perfect season, so they can tangibly see all of their goals in one snapshot like that and constantly modify it, then start to visualize what they put on that map a lot easier because mind maps, the way they are created and connections and all of that kind of stuff is very similar to how our brain works. So people that are, or have been mind mapping for some time are able to recall information better, uh, remember things. They say mind mapping is literally the fastest way to get things in and out of our minds, our brains, because of just visually mapping it out that way. And that's what I'm, excited to help a lot of people with. I've been helping a lot of people, especially student athletes. Mm -hmm. I got a, a new book that's coming out called Big Play Power, which shows uh, student athletes how to mind map for peak performance uh, in and out of the classroom and on and off the field. Mind awesome. mapping is truly that powerful, man. It's, it's really I'm, a powerful I'll, tool. Yeah. I'll definitely need to, to, to read that. Um, and especially, I feel like nowadays, and especially student athletes, uh, we have so much information uh, mm -hmm. that we never know how to use it. You know, like there's that right. famous quote that says, like, knowledge is power. But then, well, knowledge is power if you use it. If you don't use it, it's uh, it's not even. knowledge is power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that that helps a lot, uh, clarifying a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But but how, how do we do a mind mapping? Um, is it literally a map? Uh, how does it work? Right. Well, yeah, you know, I use traditionally nowadays an online software for my mind maps, but most people don't even have to do that. You can take a napkin and a pen and draw a central circle right in the middle of it. Uh, and that's your main topic of that mind map, whatever that is. Problem, decision, whatever it is, that's the theme of the mind map. Then from there, you just uh, draw like um, subtopics subtopic circles around that. So if I'm looking at a problem, let's say I put the name of the problem in the middle, then around I will put who, what, when, where, why, and how that's all associated to this problem. 
So then once I do that, then I'll go over to the who subtopic. Now I just brainstorm that. Who's involved? Who should be involved? Who could be involved? Then I'll go down, once I brainstorm and figure out, you know, go over that, I'll go down to what, you know, what happened, what caused it, what should have happened, what didn't happen. Then I go down to where, when, and why. So once you go through this process, Igor, you can step back and actually look at your map and see all of the different, like I said, you know, see it in a greater perspective than you otherwise would have. And for athletes, uh, especially football players, I was just talking to a young football player about this the other day. I said, normally in life, you know, uh, it's like playing football and you're looking through the face mask. You know, you're going through the play, but you're, you know, only thing you see is through your face mask, you know, kind of deal. I said, but what mind mapping allows you to do is put yourself in that booth or put yourself up in the sky. So now you're looking down at the entire field of that play versus just that singular perspective coming out of by way of your face mask kind of deal which at naturally you can see things happening before it gets all up on you you know how to respond to things a lot quicker you know how to make better decisions on how do i approach certain things because now you have a greater viewpoint of whatever you're dealing with is what um i'm finding uh in training and teaching people how to use especially athletes mm -hmm. Um, that that sounds sounds powerful, uh, and I think uh, we forget sometimes to kind of like step out a little bit, look at things in a different point of view. Uh, that again brings a lot of clarity, and I think mm -hmm. it helps us, you know, kind of like get out of the the situations that we might be might be having. Yeah. Um, but bringing bringing more to uh to a practical way, you know, let's say we have a football. Um, player mm -hmm. or a basketball player you know and they are about to mm -hmm. let's say basketball player because they're about to start their season now and mm -hmm. they want to you know set goals and you know and achieve those goals during the season you know how is there a way that mind mapping can can help them do that or is it more absolutely. something that helps them through the process absolutely this is this is what i teach specifically is you know sitting down with like a basketball player and you know what is a perfect game for you You know, what is that? You know, if you were to have the best game of your life, what does that look like? You know, tell me that, you know, how many points, how many rebounds, how many, I mean, give me that ideal and what that looks like. So let's start to map that on, on the map so we can now start to reverse engineer it to start figuring out what needs to be done now for you to create that. And you took the most powerful step first, and that's identifying what your most biggest play is, which... It's so funny you mentioned that. Um, just today, I had a Facebook memory come up of a uh, of a football play I made at Washington State University. I was a free safety at Washington State University. Go Cougs! And um, uh, the story is is that back when I was a junior in college, a sports psychologist came, and this is again late '80s. Uh, and she offered guys to come to her office. I don't think anybody went, but I did go. And um, she asked me that. She said, John, what is the biggest, best play you can ever make on a football field? And I was kind of shocked because I've, I've never had anybody ask me that. You know, I played the game so many times, but as far as one play, if I could make any play, what would that be? So she told me to write it out. I wrote it out. Then I took it to her. She said, no, it's not detailed enough. Get more detail. So I wrote it down in more detail. Then um, after I did that, she told me to rest, lay down. 
close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. I'm going to read and record what you wrote. Then she told me, she said, all right, it was a cassette tape. Again, this is back in the 80s. She said, but just listen to this, um, you know, every night. Let's see what happens. And I swear to you and your audience that that play happened. If I was a senior in football, I was senior free safety, and that play came up on my Facebook page just today, and it just totally just was nostalgic because it reminded me of that, and I posted it to tell people, like, this was my first introduction to the power of mind mapping, I mean, to the power of imagination on how you can really start to visualize, and they say that, you know, now I don't know if a lot of your audience knows, but Michael Jordan is reporting to say that, that every night before his game, he would play the whole game in his head, laying in his bed in the hotel room. And it was, it was crystal clear. I mean, he had the squeaks of the shoes, the coolness of the bath. I mean, just the whole, it was real in his mind. So when he made that game winning shot, you know, he would tell people, you know, I've made that a thousand times in my mind. So I knew it was going in, you know, kind of deal. And what I've come to learn is that there's no better tool then mind mapping to actually crystallize and detail that perfect play, that perfect game, that perfect season, that perfect career that you want to have in whatever sport you play. The most powerful thing you can do is mind map that out so you can get crystal clear on what that will look like, feel like, sound like, taste like, and smell like living your goals, being your goals, you need, to, you need to start visualizing that in your imagination right now, wherever age and wherever you're at in your life, start visualizing you being that Hall of Fame defensive back or being that first round draft pick. You really start to need to imagine that right now in my map, it can definitely help you do that. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy how you mentioned Michael Jordan, because I feel like you know, I've been studying a little bit of the mind uh, in a way for, for a long time now. And I feel like all the great athletes, everyone that achieved something great, they always uh, use the mind in a deeper mm -hmm. way than an average person. You know, so if, yeah. you, if you think about Michael Phelps, he was talking about when he won one of the medals that, <laughs> that he won, mm -hmm. one of the 100 medals that he won, uh, he was talking about how he's he imagined the water getting through his goggles and mm -hmm. and he still and that happened uh during the during the meet and he was able mm -hmm. to still win you know so right. it's just one of those examples that shows that the mind has a a Powerful. lot of power yeah mm -hmm. um but i think uh, my next question for you it mind mapping when it comes to mind mapping is it something that i can do uh can i do for the next game that i have or should yep. I do for the entire season? Is it something that, you know, should I do like in steps by steps, uh, uh, smaller yep. mind mapping, or should I do a big one? How does that work? I would say um, mind map whenever you're inspired to do it. You know, um, if that's a daily thing, which is what I do and have been doing for most power, I would recommend a daily mind mapping practice. Um, but yeah, you want to just start small and just get into the habit of, you know, anything that comes to your mind, you know, you can put your mother's name in the middle, you know, and just mind map all of the things that you think about with your mother, how much you love her, you know, some experiences you had in the past, anything and everything you can think about, you can start with that little circle in the middle of your page 
and just start putting keywords and phrases all around that and start connecting them to the middle and you'll see the, the magic in it because it really kind of opens your perspective up to where mm -hmm. um, you start to see things differently and it and empowers you so much, you know, and that's my TEDx talk. I did a TEDx talk uh, in January. It's on YouTube and it's, it, it, it talks about this on how, you know, um, you know, mind mapping enables you to think, not just think outside of the box, but live outside of the box to what's possible um, on the field, off the field, and in your entire life, you have to start visualizing it here first, you know, and start internalizing it for, uh, to increase your chances of actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and you mentioned a little bit uh, on when you started to kind of realize the power of the mind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you achieved, um, a lot of great things, you know, you went, you played college football and then you went to the NFL, you play in the Canadian league as well. So mm -hmm. those are, those are great achievements. Um, but mm -hmm. is there, was there like a specific time that you realized the power of your mind in, you know, and I guess like, how did you use your mind? You know, you mentioned the, the, the meeting that you had, but mm -hmm. it's, when did you come up with mind mapping? Is this something that you were you have been using it? Right, right. That's a good question. See, right after my uh, my football career ended in '95, I, I got two screws put in my right knee. It was reconstructed. That ended my football career, uh, and I got into the mortgage industry uh, in Los Angeles. Um, then uh, built a very powerful mortgage company, um, living a millionaire lifestyle for sure. But then I lost every single thing in the mortgage meltdown. And when I say everything, it was, you know, a family, my wife, my house, my career, everything was gone in the mortgage meltdown, which really, you know, sank me so much that once being an NFL player, once being a top mortgage guy, making all this money, now I was humbled and forced to have to go sleep in my mom's couch. Um, and in that, when I went in there, I took this big ass box, literally a big, big box. It was full of all of the books, motivational CDs and tapes and stuff. I collected all the years, Think and Grow Rich, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, all that stuff. And, uh, inside that box was this book called Mind Mapping. And somebody gave it to me. I never really read it or anything, but for whatever reason, it resonated with me. And I just came up with the idea of, let me mind map everything that was in that big ass box. Then for three straight months, again, this is part of my TEDx talk that I did. For three straight months, I just mind mapped everything in that box. And that's when I first started realizing, wait a minute, mind mapping, it's allowing me to understand things more than just reading something and underlining or highlighting. Now I'm doing what is called active learning, meaning uh, I'm now reading, looking for key words and key phrases from that book to add to my mind map. So I'm not just going through lines anymore. I'm actually trying to find keywords and phrases to put on the map. So I did this for three months, man. You know, the three months of, of man, I had like 50, 60 different big poster boards of mind maps all around my mom's house. And she was all freaking out about, you know, look at my house, you know, but, 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 but by doing that though, bro, it was what I'm saying is that I started to see not just the connections of that book, you know, and understand the various chapters and how it all related to the message of the author. 
but I started to see how all of the books and things started to connect. You know, how everyone was pretty much saying the same thing, just in different ways. Everyone was trying to get us to live our best lives and just had their different way of saying it. So that helped me from when I was homeless, like essentially to realize that I can live my best life and love life. But then I evolved into realizing that in order for me to do that, I have to get very clear on who I am first. Who am I? And what's most important to me, which is if any of your listeners can take away one key thing from this thing, that would be the thing that I would suggest that they do is create what is known known as an I am mind map. That's just a I am healthy, wealthy, successful, and happy. Healthy, wealthy, successful, and happy. And once they drill down and and I got many courses and courses online and all that stuff for that. But um, once people do that, they get so much clarity on who they are and who they intend to be that it empowers them to achieve amazing results because now there's no, you know, there's no question about who they are and what they want to do with their life. They know what they do. They know what they want. And they have the boundaries, especially for young student athletes, uh, I've been finding that having this, they have stronger boundaries to know that, I, no, I don't do drugs. That's not on my map. No, I'm not doing alcohol. I'm not playing. I'm not doing all these nonsense because I'm very clear on who I am now. And I see it every day when I look at my eye and my map on what I need to do to get there. And what you're trying to peer pressure me to do, not going to work. You know, so that's what I really like about it. So, I would suggest to your guys, you know, your listeners, get an I am mind map as soon as possible so you can get really clear on your strengths, your weaknesses, your beliefs, your values, your goals, and what you're trying to do with your life. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yesterday, I recorded a, a podcast that came out today, and one of the, the insights that, that we had that we were talking about, you know, about having uh, a clear purpose, right? Because uh, yeah. Exactly. When those hard time comes, those obstacles and all those things like some friends come, oh, you should try this drink, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. this. let's just have some fun and, and go, go, di- go here, go there mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. this type of stuff. But when you have a purpose, when you have mm-hmm. a clear mindset and a clear purpose on what you want, uh, no. it's, it's an easy no. It's an easy no. Yeah. Like it's easy not no. even a question. It, it, come, it comes like I got to a point in my life that my friends don't even offer me a drink anymore, you know? Right. And like, I, I love that because like, I'm going to keep saying no, you're going to keep asking me. So just stop offering me, you know? Right. And I think it's because I had a, a clear purpose in my life and, yeah. you know, still kind of trying to, to keep it clear, as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I think a uh, mind mapping can, can be the, the key for some people to make it mm-hmm. even clearer, you know? Yeah, for you to define who you are versus allowing society and the environment to define who you are, which is what I'm finding that even adults to this day that I work with and coach, they have never sat down and really declared, this is who I am and this is what my life is about. And they're wondering why their life has been doing all of this stuff, <laughs> you know, all the time where I'm like, well, you know, that's why, cause you haven't, you know, you don't, you're trying to play a game, but you haven't determined the rules, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know the boundaries. You don't know where out of bounds is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I read a book this year. Um, I think it was Health Sexy Millionaire or something like that. And he talked exactly about that, like how we think we we think success and, and being rich is, is one thing because society tells us that mm -hmm. that's the thing, you know. But mm -hmm. we, we have to come up with our own definition of success, our own definition yeah. of what's being healthy and, and wealthy and successful, you know. So I think... Uh, that's yeah. that's a key point. Uh, we, we we forget many times. We we forget that we have to come up with our own beliefs, our own values, you know, and uh, and question yeah. some of the beliefs that society has. If you want to be happy and truly live your best life, you got to define what that means. <laughs> what that mean to you? Most people yeah. want to live their best life, but they don't they don't know what it really means. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. Um. Early on, you, you talk about, you know, having an injury, you know, losing everything in 2008 and everything. Um, and one of, I, want, I want you to, to touch base a little bit on the 11 steps framework to achieve uh, transformation success. You could just go through them a little mm -hmm. bit. And there's maybe one or two that I would to focus on. But if you could just go through them uh just kind of like tell them tell us what they are right as far as define your clear goals right mm -hmm. um that i mean that's kind of like what the i and mind map will help you know to get very clear on what you want and what you're trying to achieve you gotta you know if you leave your house you know you gotta know where you're going you know <laughs> you know if you are you going not gonna go anywhere then uh again identifying your strengths and weaknesses I mean, I think that's your number two, right? Uh, identifying your strengths and weaknesses. Again, that's what the I am mind map clearly does because it gives you an idea on what you're really good at and what you shouldn't be focused on, which I, I like to start there first is identifying strengths and weaknesses and our, our identity uh, because based on that will determine your true worthwhile goals. You know what I mean? On, on what you know, you who you are and what you want and what you're good at should uh, reflect in the goals that you set for yourself. And naturally, strategic planning is, is critical. I mean, as, as being athletes, you know, as you, having a strategic plan, you know, it's like a game plan. You know, as you guys know, how do you guys expect to win a game if you don't really have a clearly defined game plan or strategy on what you guys are going to do in certain situations throughout the game or how are you going to approach it? What plays you're going to call at certain downs and distance or a certain time on the clock and all that kind of stuff. So you got to have a strategic plan. Again, that's where, you know, mind mapping really helps because it will enable you to really break down everything to know what you need to do on a daily, which is how far I break, uh, you know, down my mind maps for my clients to show them once they clearly define their goals, know their strengths and weaknesses, and we go to that strategic plan, that's when we can really work it down to what they should be doing almost every day to help them achieve that goal. And, and visualizing success, we just talked about the power of imagination. That, that is super huge. Um, uh, I live by it. I, I do believe that this is the way um, we can communicate to God in the universe about what we want. I'm not necessarily sure if God in the universe wants to hear words from us. Uh, I think he wants to, you know, feel or, or see what we are experiencing in our minds. That's why the law of attraction is such a big thing, because once you can visualize that and, and really be present, living your dream, doing it over and over again, I think that's where the universe responds more to. 
you know, if crystallizing and visualizing your goals and mind mapping definitely can help you get really clear with all of the modalities with that. Uh, mindful preparation, you know, almost everything that I do, you know, every day I'm, I'm, I'm on my mind map or somewhat kind of way to make sure that, you know, I'm focused and clear on what, you know, my goal is and what I need to do and, and my strengths. Some of the things I need to highlight as an athlete is big. I, I would assume that, you know, you get in your mind right knowing that, hey, you know, I, I have to protect this or I have to be ready for that. And because and I've clearly defined it and can see it from every perspective. Uh, progress tracking. Um, again, that's another beauty of the mind map. That first I am mind map that I created uh, was back in 2010. Um, I still use that I am mind map, but it has evolved and changed maybe a thousand times over the last 10 years. Cause as I grow and as I learn more, as I change, which we all do, you need to go back and revisit this. I wasn't the same person in 22 as I was in 23, and I'm not going to be the same person in 2024 as I was this year. So I'm always dynamically enhancing my mind map to make sure that, you know, I'm evolving with it and tracking with it, which also leads right into that adaptability. You have to be adaptable. Uh, I say this and teach this to so many people that flexibility is power. And that's not just physical flexibility. It's also mental flexibility. You have to be willing to, you can't stay stuck on a negative thought. You can't stay stuck, you know, on, on a challenging perspective. You have to be malleable and shift that. Same thing with emotions. You have to be flexible with your emotions. You have to be flexible. Flexibility is truly powerful. And the more open you are to being flexible and changing, the more success you're going to have. I mean, just imagine as an athlete, you're not adaptable or flexible and you, you call a, a play that you know is not going to work. You have to be flexible and call it audible, right? You got to call an audible, you know, to, to put yourself in a better position for that play. That's a part of flexibility is audibles, guys. I mean, that's really what an audible is, is showing you flexible. Yeah, we call this in a huddle, but now we have to be flexible and change based on what we see. Performance analysis, you got to always track and see how well you're doing, not from a point of beating yourself up, not from a point of putting yourself down, but from a point of learning and growing. You know, being a football player, if you make a bad play in the first quarter, you can't hold on to that in the fourth quarter. Come on. You know what I mean? If you give up a touchdown or something or drop a ball and you have to learn from that. OK, I'm going to adapt and get better and analyze what I need to do the next time to have a greater result. Holistic well-being. I mean, that's mind body connection. You know, that's a big thing that I teach with my, a lot of my student athletes with mind mapping is not just that performance component, but also the other areas of their life that does affect with their performance. Like what is your sleep quality? Let's mind map your sweet, your sleep quality. Do you have a sleep routine or rituals that you have in your life now that prepares your mind and your body and your spirit for a good night rest? Or do you just collapse in bed and all that kind of stuff? Same thing with waking up, like pregame stuff, guys. 
you know, athletes, you got a pregame ritual to get yourself to perform at a high level. You have to have this in all other areas of your life as well, not just with playing sports. You need to pregame to go to sleep. You need to pregame before you go to a class. You need to pregame before you take a test. You need to pregame all of these stuff. You need to come up with your pregame strategies or rituals to make sure you're going to, you know, uh, uh, perform at a high level. Holistic team collaboration. That's a big one. I'm on number 10. Huge. The mind mapping software that I use, I promote a lot of team collaboration because we can share the same mind map. And I have a lot of students working on the same like game, for instance. You know, mm -hmm. hey, we got a game, this thing. These are all of the key components that the coaches is, are calling out. Now, let's get everybody else on the team to chime in and get your viewpoints as far as the qualities and strength of this player that you're about to go against. Who's, you know, this opponent? You know, what are your concerns? And what do you think we should do in certain situations? And have everybody looking at the same mind map. Collaboration, team, T-E-A-M. Together, everyone achieves more. Then continuous improvement. I mean, you, you have to. You know, one of my mentors said, there's no staying the same. There's never staying the same. We're either growing or we're dying. There's nobody stays the same. So you always have to be improving yourself. Tony Robbins calls it Kanai, C-A-N-I, constant and never ending improvement is what we should always be looking to do in every aspects of our lives, especially, you know, when you clarify that I am mind map, you can see all of the key components of your life to know things that you should be doing to get better at, you know, to spend, you know, to have greater results in, you know, kind of deal. So I love the success um, achievement uh, formula framework that you have here. It's very powerful because it does encompass all of the things. And I'm happy to say that, yeah, mind mapping, you know, is, is it could be a very powerful tool for every single one of them, you know, um, could really um, 10x everything that however you, you're using it now, if you're just writing it out or bullet pointing it, try mind mapping, man. I guarantee you're going to find a lot better, a lot greater results. Uh, just with using that tool. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd like to go back a little bit on the performance analysis because I feel like uh, a lot of, especially for athletes, you know, sometimes we we are in the process and mm -hmm. we're just not having the performance we want, you know, mm -hmm. and you mentioned about not beating yourself up. Um, but is there any any advice you would have for 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 the athletes that, you know, they are doing the mind mapping. They are doing everything correct. Mm -hmm. But sometimes uh, the results just doesn't come uh, right. the way they want it. So is there any advice you, you could give to them so they don't keep beating themselves up? Yeah, I, I would say, for one, be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. Two, understand that you know, you're not always going to win. You're not going to make every – Michael Jordan didn't win every game. Michael Jordan had more missed shots than he may had made shots. You know, you think about baseball players now, you know, I mean, guys are getting paid gazillions of, of dollars for having a 200, what, a 250 or a 300 batting average. People never really it understands is. what that means. If you have a 300 batting average, you're like one of the best players in the game. But what that really means is that he's missing seven out of 10 times. <laughs> he's mm -hmm. failing seven out of 10 times. So, if you, so I mean, so... Then I just noticed yesterday watching football, and this is good for your athletes to remember, is that 
the first thing a Tom Brady or a, a Patrick Mahomes or, or all of these guys do when they make a, a mistake, they go to the sideline. And if you watch them on the sideline, they're not beating themselves up. Guess what they do? They grab that little tablet and try to learn from what just happened. What just mm-hmm. happened? They grab it. They're on that little surface thing. And they're that little Microsoft Surface, and they're analyzing, all right, what happened? What, what, how did I make this mistake? They're not beating themselves up. You don't gain anything for beating yourself up because that was, again, guys, a play in the first quarter. If, you, if you're beating yourself up for a play that you made in the first quarter, you're not going to make any in the fourth quarter. You know, and I think that would be silly, right? Most people would think of you as being really kind of silly. If you're in the fourth quarter, still stressing on some play that happened in the first quarter. Really? <laughs> Come on. You know, yeah. you, you, you have to learn from it. You have to keep growing. And it's unfortunate so many people in our lives, and as we grow older, they will spend their whole life not getting over something that happened in the first quarter. You know, and it affects their playmaking ability today because they're afraid of, of dropping the ball again and, and are afraid of, you know, not coming through and all of this stuff. So they fell in and lived their life. And these people, 50, 60 years old, mm-hmm. you know, still can't get over a drop ball that they made in, in high school. You know? yeah. <laughs> Don't make any sense. So you, you always have to analyze it from a place of growth and understanding and learning. Again, Michael Jordan, it took him how many years before he won his first championship? They said he used to cry all the time when he, Detroit used to beat him and he was in there just crying mad because he lost, you know, but he was learning from it. What can I learn? How can I improve my game? How can I get better so I can have a, a you know, win the championship and have a, a greater result next time? Hope that helps. Yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, we often say that we shouldn't live in the past, that we should forget about the past. But I think we, we think about the past like uh, a month ago, a year ago, but like we, what we talked in the first minute of the podcast is already in the past, right? So yeah. like, uh, it, it's it, when when it comes to to a game, you know, first quarter is in the past. Um, you know, first down is in the past if you are in the fourth down. So it's you know mm-hmm. you are always. I think we have to 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 understand that the past is like uh, one second ago. It's already in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can keep moving on and, like you mentioned, uh, progressing. Um, yeah, and one key, one key note that I think is, is, is very valuable for your athletes is just because you drop the touchdown pass in the first quarter does not mean you cannot make the touchdown winning catch yeah. to end the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, so just because you made a mistake before doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be the hero to win the whole thing later. But yeah. you won't be the hero to win the whole thing later if you're still worried about what happened in the first yeah. quarter. 100%. And I think we have enough stories to, to prove that as well. You know, uh, we can go back and we can find a, a bunch. Um, just last weekend, just, just last year, yesterday's football game has a whole bunch of that. You know, guys whole- dropping the ball but come back and win the game. Yeah, it's always possible to change your circumstances. So don't beat yourself up. Learn from it, get better from it, and uh, be the winner that you're born to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, John. To to finish up, to wrap it up, uh, I like to ask a question that I always ask the all the guest speakers that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. 
which is what, what's your definition of success? I feel like it's different for everyone. It That's is. why we we want to we want we like to ask that question. Yeah, well, success for me is is to be is to have the feeling of 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 accomplishment, fulfillment, mm. and and being happy. You know, if if I feel that I've achieved something, I accomplished something, and what I accomplished makes me feel, you know, fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, that was that was awesome. You know, that that was not that I won, but that I reached the goal, that fulfillment. I have achieved something. I feel good, and it makes me happy. If you could feel that in all areas of your life, you're successful. You know, that's my definition of success, you know, as it becomes a personal relationship, being a parent, business owner, mentor, athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can feel like I've accomplished something and I feel fulfilled and happy, I'm successful. That's my definition. Yeah, I I love that. I mean, it's it's different for everyone and I feel like it's always right. So that's why I, I like to to ask that. Um, John, thank you so much. Thanks for for all all the information, all yeah. all the insights that that I had, and I'm sure that a lot of the listeners and the audience are gonna have as well when they are listening to. Uh, I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to to do that and sharing a little bit of your knowledge. Thank you so much for having me, Igor. I really appreciate it. And for anybody that needs anything, you can reach me at johndiggs.com. I'm here to help you. Uh, grow and be the best you can be. So uh, thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate you and uh, God bless. Good luck, huh? Thank you. You're welcome, man. Thank you.